Welcome to Dream Stories Podcast. We're glad to be back with you again. And as you can see, I'm here by myself again. Uh, Lisa is still recovering some from some minor eye surgery, and that's probably about all she's going to want me to say about it. But anyway, she's had some things done uh, that had to be done, and uh, was not going to be able to be on today with us again. But we didn't want to leave you hanging, even though we're a little bit late with this post this week. We're going to bring you another episode. So you get me all by myself again today. We've been working around the studio, and as you can tell from the different angle of the shot and the fact the walls are a different color, we've been painting and setting things up in new ways. And effectively, you're going to see some big changes to the studio layout over the next few episodes, next several weeks, as we wrap up a uh, finishing up, finishing touches on the new studio and the new house. So we're excited about that. Looking forward to revealing a lot of that to you. And we've been working on some new programming, uh, little changes to the Dream Stories podcast. We may not be always talking specifically about dreams in the future, but spiritual topics in general as part of what we do. And then finally, a new show that we're hoping to come out by the end of the year. I know that's a long way out, but we really want to do a web series on spiritual topics and conversations. And we're looking forward to trying to put that together, been doing some planning and preparation for that. So a lot of things going on behind the scenes. We're looking forward to sharing with you in the days ahead. Now, as far as today goes, what we want to talk about is just some foundational stuff. I thought, let's just cover some basics about dream interpretation. Some of you picked up the podcast in the middle or only recently, may not go back and watch all of the episodes or go all the way back to the very beginning to hear where we covered various things individually as it goes by. So I thought, let's just take today with just me and you and take some time to just go over some foundational things that connect to spiritual dream interpretation. Last time I was on by myself, we talked about some of the reason we do this and some of the reason why uh, spiritual dream interpretation involves uh, going to our creator and looking to God for some of the answers, listening to his voice. So we'll talk a little bit about that, but also about remembering dreams and about how to begin the process of examining your own dreams and interpreting them for yourself. So let's take a few minutes, look at it now. First of all, if we're going to talk about remembering dreams, because I know that I have a lot of people who ask me that question how do you remember your dreams? I never seem to dream. I've always, I, you know, I, I, I just can't remember dreams. Now, what do we do that helps make remembering dreams a little bit better? Well, there's a couple of issues at hand there. One is the issue of did you used to dream a lot in the past, maybe in your childhood, your young adult age, or several years ago, for those of you that are younger, did you dream a lot and maybe for some reason cut that dreaming life off? Maybe you were dealing with lots of night terrors and nightmares or difficult dreams or dreams that were confusing or dreams that 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 caused you to enter into a place of fear or anxiety in some way. And you said, I'd rather just not dream at all than to have these dreams. Something you have to remember is that if you are born a dreamer, which I believe most people are, we're born with the nature to dream and to hear from our creator. So if that's true, we have an adversary who wants to cut off that avenue of communication. And in that vein, night terrors, nightmares, fear-based dreams, anxiety-based dreams will often cause us to shut down our own dream life. 
If that is the case for you, there's a process that you may need to go through, a spiritual process that you may want to take up in order to unlock that dream life again. And the basic bottom line to that process is simply, I'm sorry. I didn't really want to stop dreaming. The dreams I had were just difficult for me to process, and I walked away in the only response I knew. So we go to the creator the one who's the giver of those dreams, and we say, hey, can you start them up again? I'm sorry that I cut things off. I really didn't want them to end. Would you, as my creator, speak to me in my dreams again? That's our first step if we've shut down our dream life in some way. Now, there's a little more to it than that, maybe. A little more process of relationship and such. But that's the foundational state of how we get back to being open to dreaming again. Now, if that's not the case for you and you just simply aren't remembering your dreams, then there's several steps you can take to help you to engage in remembering your dreams again. First thing we want to do is to be sure that you're going to sleep in peace. The turmoil and the chaos of the day, particularly in times and seasons like this, can often put us into a state that it's difficult for us to enter into that state of sleep, that REM state of sleep, the natural scientific place at which we dream. It's difficult for us to enter into that with peace, and therefore we either do not dream or we don't remember the dreams we have. Because let's be honest, everybody dreams. Medically, it's proven if we don't dream, if we continue to never dream at all, we're going to suffer terrible health consequences and potentially even lead ultimately to death. So everybody is dreaming. The issue is, do we remember them? So if we're in that state where I just don't remember my dreams, part of the problem may be that we just simply couldn't enter into a place of peace before we went to sleep. Now, what do I mean by entering into a place of peace? First of all, give up the horror movies right before bedtime. Give up the violent and action-packed movies right before bedtime. Give up the same thing when it comes to video games or other stimulation. Don't read the news. In our current culture, that's a big one. Don't read the news right before bedtime. Take that last couple of hours before you go to sleep each night and let it be a time for things to calm and put out of reach those violent, fearful, chaos, chaotic, or, or chaos-rendering things that have gone on through the day. And simply, intentionally set your purpose to be still and to be quiet before going to sleep. The next thing we're going to do in order to remember those dreams is to, as we go to bed each night, Ask our Creator to speak to us. It's a simple process. And I recognize that some of you who watch this podcast aren't as spiritual as others. And I recognize some of you are certainly uh, not of a Christian faith like I am. But let me just suggest to you, as I did in the last solo episode, try it. Just simply try reaching out to the Creator. And maybe if you're agnostic, you know, if God's really not there, it can't hurt. You're just asking thin air, so it's not going to hurt anything, right? Uh, maybe if you're agnostic or atheistic, then, then, then try it anyway. You never know what might happen to simply say, if there's a creator out there, or for those of us who are people of faith, 
for my creator, for my father, for my God, would you speak to me in dreams tonight? And if you fall into that atheistic or agnostic category that rejects spirituality in some fashion, then maybe just say, if you're real, speak to me in a dream. That's a reasonable thought process as well. Don't want to dwell on that too much for those of you who may not abide by those principles of living, but I do want you to try it out and see. Now, if you're a person of faith like myself, that sincere request of our Creator, would you speak to me, God? Would you take this night season and interact with me? Make yourself real and make yourself known to me. That's an amazing opportunity. For me, that's an invitation for Holy Spirit, the very Spirit of God, to come and have conversation with me. Maybe even a two-way conversation, but certainly dreams can become a one-way conversation that we get to hear something that we may need. So that request, asking to get a dream, asking for that opportunity to have that dream input into our life. That's a great way to start the process of remembering a dreams, a dream again. Now, the next step in that process is going to be something that we do as we wake up. So what we're going to do is before we go to bed, we're going to prepare for that awakening moment. We're going to get a pen, a piece of paper, a notebook of some kind, some way in which we can journal the dreams that we have. And we're going to make an intentional purpose that when I wake up, whether it's in the middle of the night for just a moment or whether it's first thing in the morning when I'm getting up for the day, I'm going to journal what I remember of my dreams. Now, this is a key I want you to understand. Don't feel that you have to write an entire dream down. If you don't remember the whole dream, don't assume you don't remember your dreams. Take the little piece you do. If it's just a snippet, if it's just a little two or three sentence piece of a dream, go ahead and write it down. The reason for this is it says to our Creator, I value what you're saying to me. I value what you're speaking. And even if I can't remember it all, I want you to know I place value on the parts that I do remember. That's a key thing that we begin to express the fact that we think this is important. We are placing an emphasis upon writing the dream down and placing value on it. As we place that value on it, then we get the opportunity to say, tell me more. Help me remember more of it. And I promise you dreams and the length of your dreams and the total content of your dreams that you remember will begin to increase. Now there's a caveat to that or an, an additional point to that. And that is that as you begin to journal your dreams and as you begin to write down more and more of them, you're going to want more and more to know what do they mean. And that begins the interactive process with our creator to say, help me have a two-way conversation. It will increase the dreams that you remember. Now, another thing I want you to be aware of for remembering dreams is that dreams are written in disappearing ink on our spirit or our soul as we sleep. So that when we wake up in the morning, one of the things that begins to happen is that the dream begins to fade. The ink 
that it was written with begins to fade away and become invisible. It doesn't mean it's not there. It doesn't mean it didn't exist. It just means that it begins to disappear very quickly. That's another reason for our journaling the dreams immediately, whether it's waking up in the middle of the night or when we first get up in the morning, because it's going to disappear. We will forget it. Not in every case, because some dreams are just so significant that we remember them perhaps for the rest of our life. But most of our dreams are going to be that kind that disappears if we don't record it fairly quickly. Something else you want to keep in mind with that is the idea that how we wake up will affect your ability to remember the dream. If you're waking up to a start, say just a loud alarm clock, it can startle you out of the place of peace that you were in and keep you from remembering the dream. It can steal it from you in an instant, just like that. So you want to try and be in a position where you're never startled awake. Now, certainly there are going to be things you can't control, loud noises, storms, uh, issues that go on in life that awaken us in a flash. But in many cases, we have the ability to control how we wake up. So what we suggest to you if you're seeking to remember dreams is to do something like this. Set your alarm clock for the last possible moment that you will still have time to get up and get ready for your day, to go to work, go to school, or whatever the case may be. When that alarm clock is set for the last possible moment, it gives you every opportunity to awaken naturally. And that's the best way to awaken in order to remember your dreams. So you want that time to be a natural waking up that passes you through the process of a twilight time where you may even be able, and by twilight I just mean a time that you're sort of not asleep but not yet awake, gives you a process for your spirit to process that dream, to recall that dream as you're waking up and then immediately write it down. Now, that may also go back to the beginning of your night in if you're not going to bed, if you're if you're one of those night owls who doesn't go to bed till, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning and you have to be at work at 7 a.m., it's going to be much more difficult for you to get into REM sleep and to keep REM sleep in a way that gives you a season and a time to dream. So if you're wanting to remember more dreams, wake up naturally and perhaps adjust your time of going to sleep back so that you're going to bed a little bit earlier and giving yourself a larger window in which you have the opportunity to dream. All of those things are components of helping you to remember your dreams. Now, there are other ideas and other thoughts that come as well, but that's a good starting point for you. If you're not remembering dreams, it's a good way to start the process of remembering them. Now, something else that that brings the benefit to is if you remember your dreams, you can still take those steps and help enhance the value and significance of what you remember and get more of your dreams onto paper so that you can pursue the idea of coming to understand and recognize those dreams and recognize the interpretation of those dreams. 
Now, real quickly before we go today, I'm going to mention one other thing, and that is the idea of how to process your dream. How do you begin to look at the dream for yourself to evaluate what the interpretation is yourself? Now, that's one of the most difficult things that can occur in, ter in, in the terms of dream interpretation. It's interpreting our own dreams. The reason for that is we tend to be kind of biased. I already have an idea of what I think and how I feel about things. And therefore, if my dream is speaking to me about a shift or a change, it can be really difficult to move away from my own ingrained perspective, my own soulish perspective on that topic. That makes it difficult for us to see a true interpretation, but it can be overcome. The process of evaluating our own dreams, I would suggest to you, begins with journaling the dream, writing it down. Second step would be to title that dream. Maybe the next morning as you're reading back through it and thinking about it, give that dream a title. And when I say a title, I mean, if this dream were a book or a movie, what would its title be? What would it be about? Then you're going to begin to evaluate that dream, walking through the dream as you read it. Not just reading it for the sake of reading, but re-experiencing, reliving the dream, so to speak, and walking through it in a way as you're kind of repeating it back to yourself that you would be evaluating what's going on. What you're looking for there is to determine what stands out. Which symbols seem to be the most important? Who or what is the dream about? Am I the center of attention in that dream? Is everything in that dream about me? Then the dream is probably about me. One mistake that people make in evaluating their own dream is that they will have a dream in which someone else whom they recognize, and particularly someone else who they may respect or have a lot of appreciation for, is in their dream, but not the center of attention, not the main focus of the dream. And yet, just because the other person is in the dream as a significant character, suddenly they decide that dream must be about them, about that situation, about that group, about that purpose. And instead of evaluating who is the center of attention, we jump to it must be the other person. So you really want to look at who is at the center of that dream. Where is the solid, clear person or thing that everything else is revolving around. Don't just assume because somebody significant was in your dream, the dream's about them. For Christians, one of the big mistakes is people who have a dream about their church or their pastor, and they immediately run to the church or to the pastor of the church and begin to say, I had a dream and you need to know what it said. And it's really not about the church or the pastor. It's about the dreamer and their interaction in that environment. So we want to be careful that we know who or what the dream is about. Once we've decided that, we're then going to look at what are the other primary focuses of the dream? What are the sub-focuses? What are the important details? And try and pull those things together and get five or six, you know, uh, uh, little snippets, little symbols that seem to be most important and ask ourselves, what do these have in common? What is the possible meaning of these symbols? What might this dream be saying to me? What's the theme of this dream? And get a starting point for what does the dream seem to be talking about. Then we're going to look at the symbols themselves and try and determine what do those symbols mean. Waiting on the Spirit of God, in my case, that's that's Holy Spirit to, that, that I understand to be the one who is speaking to me, looking to Holy Spirit to say, this is what it means. 
We're not going to run now. You can run to dream dictionaries and symbol dictionaries and things like that. That's fine as a tool, but don't make them your end-all, be-all for your answer for what a symbol means. What you actually want to do is say, what's the character, nature, what's the, what's the quality of this symbol that stands out and it's, the, and it's the reason the symbol was in my dream? After evaluating those questions, you're going to say, which one of those things is the right meaning for this dream in this moment? And once you see one of those symbols and they begin to unlock and click into place, it's like putting a puzzle together. The other symbol meanings start to come together as well. Not because you simply put the puzzle pieces in the right spot, but because you had assistance from your creator to see the picture of the puzzle and begin to place a piece in the correct position, guided by the voice of God you hear speaking to you about it. Now, those are just some general ideas. Don't add to the dream. Don't take away from the dream. Cover the points that seem to be most important in the dream. Pull out the symbols that stand out. Evaluate their quality, character, or nature. Look for the potential meanings and then find that actual meaning for that symbol and see if it speaks to something that you're concerned about something you've been asking about, something you need wisdom on or direction on, or in some way gives you encouragement or strength that lets you know this is what the dream means. A lot of people ask, how do you know you got the interpretation right? For me as a dream interpreter, when I'm asked, how do I know I got the interpretation for you right? The answer truly is, I never can be certain until you tell me it's right. Did it resonate with you? Did it have meaning? Did it fulfill purpose? Did it just hit your spirit in such a way that you knew that you knew that that's what it's about? When we're evaluating our own dreams and interpreting our own dreams, it's a similar process. Suddenly, as we're looking at the dream, as it's possible meanings, as we're working through interpretations, we'll recognize and realize that's what it is. I feel it within myself. I Feel it in my spirit. That's the interpretation. And that's when we begin to look for application. What do I do with this dream? How do I respond to this dream? If you want to have more dreams, don't just record them and journal them. Don't just walk through the process of attempting to interpret them or get them interpreted. Begin to walk through the process of responding to them. If you respond to a dream and it has impact on your life, there'll be more dreams to have deeper and greater impact in the future. We call that the process of application, applying what you learned from the dream and its interpretation to your life. Okay? The process of dreams is fourfold. Revelation, that's getting the dream itself. Uh, revelation is that first step in the process. I get the dream. I receive the dream. I recognize that something is being said to me. Uh, interpretation. That's the part that says, I want to understand in the dream. I've walked through all these steps. I've written it down. I've asked Holy Spirit to help me understand. I've gone through this process of getting the meaning application, responding to the dream. 
And then the last step is proclamation. So let me suggest to you that many times the dreams we have are not to share with somebody else and say, this is an amazing dream I had about you, and here's what you need to know. Dreams are not necessarily for us to proclaim and say, this is something I learned about myself, and this is something important for me, and tell everybody else. The volume of dreams you have will be disproportionately high compared to the number of dreams you're supposed to share and talk about to people around you. We spend lots of times talking about dreams on this podcast, but in the scheme of the number of dreams we deal with, the number of dreams that we hear, and the number of dreams that we have, we're sharing probably less than 1% of the dreams that we hear or experience for ourselves in this podcast format or in any of the other teaching formats that I'm involved in. Most dreams are for you and you alone. And if they're about someone else, they're probably for you to lift them up, to encourage, to pray for them as a Christian, to pray for that person and not to run tell them everything about. That's the amazing thing about dreams. Revelation, interpretation, application, and occasionally proclamation is how we walk through them. Now, lots of other things I could share, but we're going to call it a day today on this podcast. Looking forward to our next episode, hopefully having Elisa back with us. Until then, please like, share, and uh, you know, uh, subscribe to all of our different formats, the YouTube format, the Instagram format, the Facebook format, the Twitter format. All that information is going to be on the screen for you. Like, share, and subscribe for us. It really helps us out. It really lets us know you care, and it lets us know that it's valuable what we're doing so that we can be encouraged to keep doing it. Till next time, as usual, keep dreaming.